and we're live. Welcome to Technically Managing 17 Everyone, the podcast where we're technically managing in life and in our jobs as product managers at Oracle. Um, yep, yep. <laughs> yeah, we started, we started catching up before we like started recording. We're like, we should probably save this for the podcast. So you were saying how you're getting over the flu right now. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Take care of people. It's no joke right now. Yeah. And I'm always the type of person that never catches the flu. So yeah. I feel like I've been pretty good. I'm trying to remember the last time I got sick. The last time I got sick was Cloud World, <laughs> just like the day after when I just like collapsed from just like going, but I don't, I wonder how much of it is just like living in Austin where, no, you're in Miami though. So it's like, it's also really warm for you too. Yeah. I feel like the heat definitely helps here. And I heard a lot of people get um a lot of allergies after they move to Miami. And I've heard the same about Texas too. Like the allergies get pretty wild when you move to those two states. So I'm not sure. I think the allergies were actually worse for me when I lived in the Northeast. Like, I don't know what it was, but I'm not sure if, like, in the Northeast when I was, like, growing up in New Jersey and, like, Philadelphia, if it was specifically allergies. But during winter, it would be pretty bad, just, like, nose getting all stuffy, like, mucusy and all that stuff. But I'm also pretty sure the heaters, like, constantly having, like, a heater going was just bad mm -hmm. on my system or... It's actually, we've had to use our heater like lately here. It's been started to get pretty cold. I think it was like 30 degrees this morning or something crazy. I was Wait, like, walking. Yeah, my, I like was like walking to the gym in the morning and I'm like, it's freezing. Is I, like, that had, no, but Montana's like, oh yeah, I was like 35 this morning. What? That is so crazy. Like we woke up and there was like 60 in our apartment this morning because we just like had the thermostat. Set yeah. to like only cool but not heat up. So we're like, oh, kind of watch out for this. It'll be like while it'll still just like go back up to a warm day here and there, like even being December, and then it's like actually pretends it's winter here. But I mean, do you remember the the year that we started class off that you guys had that freezing? temperature yeah we had a snowstorm <laughs> i like moved to austin and it like hit me with a snowstorm i was like literally i remember i was trekking from my apartment at the time everything just was like no we had a lot of people lost water and power mm -hmm. we had our power but we lost water so i was just like trekking mm -hmm. down the street to like home depot to try to find like cases of water like moving along through snow and like the whole streets were just covered weren't you like taking water from the pool <laughs> no that was for my showering because oh, okay, okay yeah i got sick of not <laughs> showering sense. after a couple days so i like <laughs> went down and filled up some buckets of pool water <laughs> and i wasn't the only one doing that there were like some other people in our complex i mean it makes sense like it's terrible i, I love showering too so you know <laughs> I miss it. We need another Austin snow day. It's like I work home remote, but like, so it's not like I'm like, technically I can still work, but I just, 
I want something to like just throw off the schedule. You know what I mean? Just like something to like change it up a bit. I was thinking about the same thing because you know how in Florida we have a lot of hurricanes. Mm -hmm. Um, I think there was one not so long ago, even though they didn't really report it as a hurricane. And this is like a thing. I feel like a lot of people probably have seen memes of how they say that every time that we're in a hurricane alert or whatever, Flor Floridians are always living life pretty regular because they don't believe it. Right. Because nothing ever happens. Um, at least like in South Florida, I want to say South Florida, people don't listen to that, you know. But that time, nobody really reported that there was going to be a hurricane and things got pretty bad. But of course, you can't be like, oh, you know, I can't go to work because, you know, you have Internet at home, you have electricity normally. So, yeah, it's different now. But that time, a lot of people did lose um, electricity. So it was good for them, I guess. Good and bad, because I, I don't like living without electricity, to be honest. Yeah, it makes things <laughs> annoying. Speaking of, like, random days off and stuff, I was talking to uh, Killian and Allie um, the other day, and we were mm -hmm. taking a look at the vacation days we've taken, because we're all just like, yeah, like, being in PM is kind of odd, just because we have unlimited vacation, so it's like, it's both means something, and, like, it feels completely meaningless. Mm -hmm. Have you looked at how many vacation days that you've taken this year? Oh, I feel like... I mean, I, I did go to Europe, right? Um, so I took like two and a half weeks. Oh, um, yeah, you had. Yeah, yeah, we have to talk about that. We have to talk about your trip. Um, because we had the Layla episode last month, and that was before it. But yeah, so you've like taken some vacation with that. Yeah, yeah, that. And honestly, I, I was also talking to Killian about it, right? And I told you as soon as I got back, I was like, you know, like. I really needed this vacation. Like, I didn't know I needed it, but I needed it so bad, you know? And I feel like sometimes we're like, okay, a week should be enough, right? But even, like, the first days of my taking off that week, my first week, I was still, like, thinking about work a little bit, you know? Compared to, like, my second week, I feel like I forgot that I worked. I forgot that money was a thing, you know? I was, like, <laughs> like... I don't know. It's crazy because like you do get in autopilot, you know, and sometimes you get into like a point where you're like not like you're motivated, like you end up doing things that you have to do, you know, but you're not letting that creative side of you um, shine because you're so in autopilot, you know, so. Yeah, just like caught up in those like cycles. A hundred percent. And I told you, right, that sometimes I get a little bit of brain fog. Um, I had no brain fog while I was on vacation. I like I came back so refreshed and I think I haven't since I joined Oracle, I haven't really maybe once, maybe once, but I haven't really taken a two week, you know, like straight up two weeks together of vacation of vacation. So I really recommend that to anyone and everyone. Once a year at least, take two weeks. I think like, that's probably why we have the unlimited policy. Like, even though it's kind of like it's fun to make fun of because we're like, it it makes it like more ambiguous, and then you make excuses for not taking the time. But you do really need that, especially in a job like this, that time where it's like you don't really know when it's gonna happen, but it's like you're gonna just need to like unplug for a little bit. Cause like I even ran into the same thing with post cloud world when I just like, okay. I just like need a week off 
just to like reset and like same thing with you it's like you just get so burnt down and it's like even over the weekends and stuff it's like you're doing chores it's like your work stuff's still on your mind and it's like I can just feel myself getting like my brain just like slowing down I say more like ums and uhs and can get like a little stuttery at times and just like getting away like during my week off I think it took me until like Wednesday to get work off my mind but like after that I was like oh this is like I just feel like so much better and even for Thanksgiving Mm -hmm. I went to see Montana's family in um, Southern California and like I'm trying to remember how many yeah we had a couple days off of that I think I what I did was the Wednesday before Thanksgiving, I had a customer call. I'd like hop on quick in the morning, but I logged off like right after that. And then mm-hmm. like you have the whole weekend and like Thursday, Friday, we went to Disneyland, which was really fun. And uh, just even being in a different environment, like away from just yeah. this constant thing, that was too. something I noticed. It was like, there's two components I've kind of like learned the past couple months that kind of contribute to like having a hard time resetting right first is just getting time away where like during the week off I was like still at home and stuff so it took me a couple days but I finally got like broken out of it but one of the really bad things is like and I like working at home but one of the yeah. bad things is when your office is also your home yeah like seeing just ran- you just have these like random triggers like just being caused by your environment because you associate it with work or where it's like after the end of your work day or even on the weekend, it's just like, why can't I break from work? And I noticed just like being away from my apartment and like being in California, that helped me break it quicker too. Just not having rem- like rem- daily reminders of the things that I worry about, like, et cetera. Yeah, because it's so easy for you to like maybe get a Slack message and run into your computer and like check out something <laughs> after work hours, right? Or I don't know, like you might have a question that this happens to me all the time. I'm like cooking or something and I think about something and I'm like, oh, I should check it out, you know, and like I go and check it. So I think it's more of like the screen time sometimes, you know, like if we think about it, we're always on our computer, right, to work. Then we're on our phone. Then we're on our, like maybe we're watching TV or something, you know, like it's so many screens around us, right? So for me, at least when I was in um, in the cruise, of course, I didn't have internet in the cruise, right? And when I was in land, I was just like looking around, walking, you know, like actually being outside the house all the time. So I definitely felt the reset in my mind, you know, of like, okay, I'm refreshed. I'm ready. You know, when I, when I got back, I did feel like I needed a vacation from my vacation, you know, (laughs) but still like, I'm a little more creative now. I feel like, you know, I'm more motivated. I'm like getting things done, you know, faster, easier. I don't know with better ideas too. Right. Cause that's our job. (laughs) So it's so, so important. But yeah, like, yeah, just like even the same thing, like just my brain firing in like different directions and solving stuff quicker. It's like pretty crazy. But like, how was the cruise though? Like, I want to hear about. You've told me a little bit about it, but like, I want to hear like the details of like where'd you like where'd you go? How was the trip? You do anything like fun? Yes. So, um, I actually so the cruise was leaving out of Spain. 
uh, from Barcelona, but I decided that I wanted to go see my mom because I feel like every time that I'm in Europe, I, I cannot just go without seeing my mom, you know? So mm-hmm. I went to Gran Canaria to see my mom and then I flew to Barcelona literally the day of the cruise. And it was crazy because for some reason there was a, I don't know how you call this in English, when people stop working because they're pro- protesting. That's they, right. Yes, a strike. Yes. So there was a strike. So my luggage was not making it to the to like the pickup thing, right? Like, you know, where they put all the bags. Yeah. Like the carousel. Like, yes. The carousel. Know, yes. <laughs> so, vocabulary was that yeah. can remove. <laughs> Literally. So, yeah. So I was waiting and waiting and waiting and it wasn't coming out and we were all waiting right so then we go to customer service we ask and they're like oh there's a strike so we were like what does this mean you know because what does this mean you know so they were like oh your bags are here in barcelona but nobody's there to pick them up from the from the plane to put them in the carousel so we were like okay so i was freaking out because i'm like where are they they were like oh but if anything we'll send you the luggage to you know to wherever you're staying I'm like what do you mean like I'm staying in a cruise you know like I was freaking out so anyways I waited literally the I had to be at the cruise by like at the port by like 3 30 and I waited until like 2 30 at the airport so I made it like right in time I was able to get my bag even though I didn't know if I was going to be able to get my bags or not but I was so glad because imagine not having any clothes. No, you know? that's like, yeah, like on a cruise of all places. Yeah, I had nothing, like no underwear, no clothes, no nothing, you know, all, only what I had on. So I was like, that was so stressful, but it was cool. Um, This was my first time going on a cruise and we went to two places in France. One was called uh, Marseille and the other one was Cannes. I don't know how you say them in English, okay? So, <laughs> um, and then we went to Italy. Uh, we went uh, Genova, uh, Florence, Pisa, and Rome. Nice. And Wait, but was- how did you get the bag, though? Like, did they just stop striking? I'm still, like, caught up on that. Yes. Oh, sorry, sorry. Yes, yes, they did stop striking. Um, the like, worst- I could go out and get it myself? Like, that's the problem. <laughs> I was literally calling my boyfriend, and I was freaking out. I was like, I'm... I was just like, oh, my God, like, I'm not going to have any clothes to wear. Like, what am I going to do? And, of course, we were going with his mom. So his mom was like, oh, you can wear my clothes. But I'm like, yeah, I still need underwear, you know. So I was calling him to tell him to, like, at least buy me some clothes. And I was freaking out a little bit. So I was like, what if I, you know, we need to be there on time. So he was like, just wait until the last minute. Like, it's going to be okay, right? And then um, they told us if they stop striking, it's called striking, right? Yeah. If they stop striking, they will put the the bags in in carousel. I don't know one or two, let's say, right? So we had to be checking both of them, and everyone was running around. Um, and then suddenly I saw my bag, but I was praying to everyone in this universe to like help me. It was so stressful. And I was telling them that I was going on a cruise and they were saying that they have convenience with the cruise lines. So maybe they would be able to bring my bag to whichever port I stop at. Uh But I'm like, 
still like how like do you leaving in an hour kind of thing yeah exactly yeah, like even if you get to the port like we can like helicopter it in like you can literally be like i can be in this port today and tomorrow i want to be in a different port so you're gonna have to you know follow me until i don't know when i don't know it was pretty stressful but i got my bag okay. i love to wear my outfits you know didn't have to share clothes with your boyfriend's mom oh my god no please <laughs> that would have been fun <laughs> so yeah no that that was solved I'm super glad but yeah it was super fun I loved it I definitely recommend have you gone to any places in Europe I've gone to uh London Paris and Berlin those are like the three I've hit before Berlin's probably my favorite city I've gone to I like went there for a month as like a mini study abroad in college it was just like the nicest city it like everyone was like so friendly spoke english just like wandered yeah. around like the food and drink was amazing it was like pretty funny because like people would just like walk up to me and start speaking german just like being like blonde <laughs> hair blue eyed i just like went like wide-eyed <laughs> and they like looked at me kind of confused and they paused and they're like american and i'm like yeah <laughs> and they're like oh i speak perfect english and i'm like okay great like yeah it's great a lot of like almost everyone speaks really well English in you know really good English in Europe so that's really good I mean in France I felt like they knew English but they would say words like in English and in French right so I mean like I don't feel any type of way about it because I was like okay I'm gonna learn French you know what I mean at least get a little saucy about it like they'll be like I speak English but I'm not some of them can get like a little annoyed about like hundred percent. They had a little bit of an attitude for sure. But I, I respect a, them, you know. <laughs> I have a theory that like Parisians and New Yorkers have a lot in common because like I feel like they both have like this bit of like an energy of like you're bothering me type thing. Like, what yeah. do you need? Oh my god, yes, yes. And Italy was like completely the opposite. Like everyone was so friendly. Um, not everyone spoke English, but you know, like I would speak to them in Spanish and they would answer me in, in Italy, in Italian, and I could understand. So like it was perfect, you know. But everyone was so so friendly and it reminded me so much of Spain, like the culture there of, you know, like for example, in Spain, um, you might go to restaurants and maybe they're or whatever so they'll be drinking and eating outside in the street like literally in the street even if there's not a table right and they had that culture too over there um people were just like so willing to help you out with everything you know and questions and the history there it's like crazy crazy i really want to go to italy like i love all that stuff like especially rome i really want to do rome yeah no I definitely have to go back to Rome because I feel like I could I wasn't able to do everything that I wanted to but we went to the Colosseum we went to the Vatican we went to um where else did we go I don't know we went to so many places the Fontana de Trevi um it was so pretty and the food was so good (laughs) I like I'm just like I'm really excited about like going there and just like eating all the pasta I want because I've heard that just because they don't have like the preservatives and stuff that like we do in the United States like you'll be like oh Mm -hmm. I like ate to my heart's content and I somehow still lost weight like on that trip. Plus you're walking so much you know Uh, in Europe like you have to walk you have to, to be able to see as much as you can 
um and like even eating cheese and stuff like the food just tastes so different right it's so funny because okay so can pizza have tuna i've never had pizza with tuna so i don't really have like a dog in the race do you think that's weird um i don't think so like i, I would say it's like not standard but I'm pretty like I'm pretty accepting of all pizzas. Like to treat all pizzas equally, you know what I mean? Like, I don't... <laughs> yeah, yeah. like you're good with the pineapple in the pizza. No, I like pineapple. I'll stand <laughs> like I have a, a like a horse in the race with pineapple pizza. I enjoy. I'll stand by it. Like pineapple and ham pizza, that's good. I just don't think I've okay. had tuna on it before. Okay, well, so when I came to okay tuna, I love tuna, right? But I don't like the U.S. tuna. The U.S. tuna like tastes weird to me. I don't know why, right? So like when I go to the supermarket, I get tuna that is um with a Spanish brand, right? So anyway, so when I came to the US, I was ordering a pizza and I, I asked if they had pizza with tuna. And everyone, my friends, the the waiter, everyone looked weird at me. They were like, what the hell? You know what I mean? Like, that's so weird. And then, um, you know, in, in Subway, you can personalize your pizza right you can put whatever you want so i would tell people in subway to put tuna in my pizza right even though their tuna has mayo that i thought it was a little weird but whatever that was my fix right for my tuna pizza right so everyone would tell me here that like tuna in your pizza is not a thing right so i went to to italy and i confirmed that tuna in your pizza is a thing you okay. like it is a thing okay so the italians are cool with it so the italians put tuna in their pizza yes so uh my boyfriend's mom was in shock because i told her i'm like oh i don't like the tuna from the u.s and she was like it's probably the same you know what i mean like she looked at me like you're a little weird you know <laughs> and she tried the tuna in the salad and she was like oh my god this tuna is so great you know like People, if you guys go to Europe, try tuna. <laughs> I know it's weird, but yeah, it's a thing. Tuna it tastes makes sense. Thing. Like, I wonder if it's just like where they're like getting it from. Just, I don't know how fishing works. Like, just different bodies of water. It's a little more sketch. Yeah, it could be. I also feel like even the potatoes taste different in the U.S. I feel like they're a little more sweet. Um, I feel like in Spain, for example, like the way my mom cooks, she doesn't put that much um, seasoning because the food already tastes, right? Compared to here, sometimes, I don't know, even the tomatoes to me, they taste weird or they just don't taste like as bland. Good. Yeah. So like, of course, you have to put more seasoning in your food here, I feel like. But yeah, no, food over there is amazing. You don't get bloated when you eat cheese, you know, or lactose stuff. So yeah i recommend it and rome was amazing amazing with the history what was your favorite place that like you stopped at during the trip i feel like the Colosseum was insane like we were able to see the inside you know like the grounds um the middle part and like where everyone was sitting um oh. i feel like also, you know how they have a lot of marble in their, you know, churches like or architecture, cathedrals yeah. and stuff, right? So they are very um, kind of like, 
friend, I guess like friendly when it comes to, let's say that they want to build something different or historic, they'll move the, the marble from one place to another or the, the rocks from one place to another to create another like touristic monument or restore something, you know? So I thought that was pretty interesting. Um, also seeing um, Michelangelo's um, artwork, you know, in the in the Vatican and stuff was amazing to me. Um, the way how smart he was and learning about how, for example, whenever they did paintings, um, they weren't able to sign their names. So they would include a portrait, a self-portrait of, of themselves in the painting. So I think that was crazy. Oh, that's cool. Um, I never knew that. Yeah. So like if you look in some of the paintings, you'll be able to see Leonardo da Vinci in it, in, in it, right? Or um Michelangelo in it. So that was crazy, honestly. They have so much history and they were so smart, you know. So I definitely recommend it. I definitely want to do a cruise like sometime soon. I've only gone on one. It was to Bermuda and that was like a great time. I went before I was like 18 though, or no, I went before I was 21. Um, I think I was in high school at the time. I was, I was under 18 too, but like I couldn't drink on it or anything, right. but it was like a lot of fun. It'd be good to like go back as an adult, just like do the whole thing. Yeah, no, definitely. And I mean, I definitely enjoy more that getting off the cruise and, you know, like actually exploring. Mm-hmm. And by the time I was back in the ship, I was so tired. So <laughs> all I wanted to do was sleep. But I did get a day, like a whole day at sea. So, you know, we got to like do all the cruise experience, eat a lot of food and stuff. So it was amazing. Nice. So talking about um, unlimited vacations. What do you prefer? And what is your opinion in it? Unlimited vacations versus like, you know, having your hours that you know you have to take. I feel like I'm actually kind of curious on it because like I know I've taken under the amount of vacation um, that I would have had like when we were in solution engineering. Mm -hmm. That's like more by choice. And I think just like getting comfortable with PM. Yeah. I think the flight like... I don't know, like, I wonder if it's, like, one of those things where as I get more just used to this profession that I'll like the Unlimited more. Because, like, I feel like right now I'm still in that, like, phase of, like, rush mode, trying to prove myself. I'm, like, there's so many things to do, so little time. So, it's like, management's, like, definitely wants me to take vacation. Like, Jeff's been, like, telling me to take more and all that, and I... I might see about like taking some time around like right after New Year's. There's a presentation I have to prepare for. Um, I think it's going to be January 25th. I'm going to be doing a webinar on ORDS, which is like our REST API building platform. And one of the things that is going to be like really cool about it is I've played over like the database tools team. We have a bunch of different products. And mm-hmm. I've been focusing on SQL CL, our command line for using databases. Chris with a C, Chris Hoyna, mm-hmm. he has been focusing on Oracle REST data services, ORDS. 
And that's been kind of like his product area. So it's like, I've played around the boards with some stuff. I've had to use it with some projects, but I really haven't like sat down and like hard studied it. Mm -hmm. So this presentation is actually going to be, or webinar is going to be pretty cool because the whole premise I have of it is going to be like, hey, when we were, it kind of goes back to like when we were in solution engineering, like in learning about APIs, that was like one of the most confusing concepts for me, like yeah. one of the most like unintuitive. So I'm like looking at this webinar idea. I'm like, okay, our marketing stuff, the webinars our team's been pointing at, like putting out, have been doing great, like. We usually get around like 200 people live on the webinar while we present okay. and then like another like 600 or so at least with each of the YouTube videos that we have. So I'm like, how do we, what's going to be some good content in like 2024 that we could do webinar style? And I'm like, what if I just basically did like an API 101 webinar where not just getting Oracle people, but also like students, anyone online who's searching like, what the heck is APIs? Mm -hmm. The whole webinar is going to be me like first half. Okay, here's what APIs are. Here what REST here's what REST APIs are. And then the second half is like, here is why using the Oracle database for your REST APIs is like so convenient and easy through our awards like tool. And how mm -hmm. you can build your REST APIs, like whether for your projects or your work or just for like education. No, um, that's amazing. That's a really good topic, yeah. actually, because I feel like that touches everyone right now. Like, I want that to be something that we're hooking, not just people who are Oracle users, but just like, mm -hmm. I'm really hoping that I can be smart around like marketing and promoting this and getting this out there so mm -hmm. that we can like just grab a bunch of people and bring them into the Oracle ecosystem because Chris has been doing like really successful presentations around awards. Like he's done some webinars on it. Um, his have been like a bit more from my understanding, like the people who are already using awards or people who are more familiar with Oracle. I want to take advantage of the fact that like I'm learning as I go with creating this webinar to make yeah. sure I hit it from that perspective of like, I'm not going to say anything above people's head because I had to build this and learn it type thing. And like, we're all kind of like in this boat together. Like, let me be your guide because I'm yeah. just like figuring it out. So to kind of like go back to the original question, that's coming up January 25th. Really excited about that. And I want to make sure I have enough time to like do that justice. And also it's going to take like good time because I still have to learn words as part of the process. Mm -hmm. So it's like, I want to, this is kind of, this is exactly why, like, <laughs> I don't take as much vacation as I should, because I'm like, oh, it'd be nice to, like, take more vacation around New Year's. I'm like, well, I'll make sure I can do this thing really well, and I'm excited about this. So I think what I'm going to do is I just need to make sure that presentation is in a good place. Um, yeah. If just scheduling works out, maybe I'll take some days off, like, right after our week that Oracle gives us leading up, up to New Year's off. If mm -hmm. I'm feeling a little crunched for time, maybe after the webinar, I'll take some like vacation around then because like my birthday is the end of January. So mm -hmm. it's like I want to take more time, but like that's kind of the big thing I'm focusing on outside my just like current responsibilities and whatnot. But like that's like I think that like literally just like illustrates the thing that's kind of hard about this is you just have so many like projects and stuff come up and I'm like oh like 
I want to make sure that I have time to do this the right way and all of it. And then next exactly. thing you know, you get caught up. But yeah, I do think like as I get more settled in this role, I will be more comfortable just being like, hey, I didn't like I took like 14 days of vacation in 2023. Maybe mm -hmm. in 2025, I take like 30 days and do like a hard unplug or something like that kind of thing. Right. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. I feel like it is hard to take vacation sometimes because there's always something that you want to work on or there's something always that is coming up and you're thinking of when the, when's the time for you to take vacation. Um, so that makes a lot of sense. And it's good that they also encourage you. I feel like our team also encourages definitely to take vacation and we were definitely talking about being able to take that vacation all together because sometimes we get so, you know, focused on, oh, let me have a long weekend, you know, but sometimes a long weekend is just not enough for you. It's to not enough. Yeah. Kind it's of like cool. we we're talking about, like, just even with the time we did take, it took us a couple of days just even to get out of that work mode. Exactly. Exactly. So, and even just letting go, right? Because at the beginning, I was like, oh my God, I'm planning everything to the T in my, in my vacation. And then suddenly I was like, you know what? Like, let's be spontaneous, you know? <laughs> we don't have to plan everything. I don't have a freaking, I don't know, Zoom invitation for everything that I have to be doing in this trip. You know, like we, we just have to go from like being super organized to sometimes just letting go and having fun, you know? That's something I'm actually pretty good at. And it's funny because Montana's not. Like, even just with our trip uh, for Thanksgiving to see her family in California, she's like, do you want to do this or this? And we got to do this. And, like, Disney with this and this. I'm like, let's go with, like, the flow of it. Like, she's so... I'm like, it's funny because I'm hyper-organized with my work. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I have a very hard time letting go of that control. Yeah. But when it's like... I'm like, okay, I'm on relaxed time. It takes me a little bit of time to get into the relaxed mode, but I'm very much like, if I'm going to relax, I don't want to have to make decisions. Like, I just want to see where, like, I naturally wander with things. And I've always, like, really enjoyed that. I feel like when you travel, that you have to have a mixture of both, right? Because... Yeah. Well, like, especially for a cruise. Like, you can't just go, like, winging it and... Oh, no. And in Europe, oh, my God. For example, my boyfriend wasn't able to make it to La Sagrada Familia. Have you heard of it in Barcelona? Uh-uh. It's like that cathedral. Um, It's pretty known. So you have to have like a like a month uh, ahead of, you know, like you had to make a reservation a month ahead of time. <laughs> so he wasn't able to make that one. We weren't able to make a couple of things that we wanted to because, oh, we had to pay more because we didn't make reservations. So it depends, right? But overall, sometimes it's just nice to have that friend that plans everything for you, you know, <laughs> when you're going on vacation, because I'm definitely the planner. But I don't know if I told you the, the week before I went to Europe, I went to Medellin, Colombia, right? Uh, with my friends it was her thir their 30th birthday and they planned everything and it was so nice just to be guided you know <laughs> I was like wow I told my boyfriend I'm like you're gonna have to start planning some travel because I can't just be here the planner you know I'm like stressing out about everything and it, it felt so nice I felt like a kid you know I didn't even have to think what I was gonna get fed you know like nobody was like oh what should we eat today no it was there you know I no, just literally. showed 
those are my favorite. Like before I left for the trip, my like mom was like asking me these questions. She's like, oh, where are you flying into? Like, blah, blah, blah. Like, wait, I'm like, I have no idea. Like, I'm still like in, I'm just showing I'm you. like, I'm still in work mode. I'm like, that's a Friday problem. Like, Right. I'll get to it then. No, I love being in that just like kid mode, just point what direction. Literally. <laughs> I need to go. It's like you stop being an adult for a little bit. That's my, those are my favorite moments. <laughs> but um, I do feel like a lot of people have mixed feelings about working, like uh, not, not working from home, sorry, uh, from like having unlimited vacations to having set vacations. Like I've heard People say, for example, um, that when you are when you're like flexible when it comes to vacation, a lot of people tend to take less vacations because they get caught up on, you know, we have to do this, we have to do that, or they might even be a little like shy to ask for vacation, right? You know, like especially the, the proving yourself, right? Of being like, okay, I'm not gonna ask for vacation because I don't wanna feel like I'm like they I don't want them to feel like I'm taking advantage of this, right? So it's kind of like a gray area compared to when you have your set amount of vacations, right? Like for the year, they tell you, oh, if you don't take these vacations, you're losing them. Or basically you you can accumulate a couple of those days, but up to this point, right? So that's why I feel like some people are like, oh, we, we don't like the, you know, the flexible vacations. And some people are like, yeah, we do like them. I mean, I feel like I like them because I don't have to keep up with like the time stuff, you know, like of logging my time. So I'm like, oh, this is the day that I took vacations and stuff like that. But what do you, how do you feel about that? Do you think that's true? Do you think there's like a, you know, system where we can come up with, you know, taking advantage of actually doing the unlimited vacations the right way? Yeah, I think like I do think it's really dependent on environment. Like, especially with tech, it's hard because I've definitely heard stories about like companies having the unlimited vacation policy and like like I'm trying to think of a good word, like kind of like soft pressuring people into not taking it, especially if you're say in like a startup or like fast moving environment where it's like, oh yeah, you have unlimited vacation, but good luck keeping up with your stuff if you use it. And it's like, you're worried about letting other people down and become the bottleneck and all that. That's one of the things that is very good about Oracle, Yeah. like at least with the area that we are in is like, All of my not taking vacation is like completely self-inflicted and like on me Mm and -hmm. even just like with planning everything. Um, I, I like to still just track when I take off just so I can kind of keep myself honest. Like, yeah, I really liked in my one though, I do a pretty good job about not like perfect, but I'll track generally most of the activities I do. And then vac with vacation or like days I'm sick with that, just to keep myself accountable and like know where I stand with things, just so I kind of have that record to look to if I ever need it. But I think I feel like with product management, especially an established company like Oracle, where it's like you're in a role that's if you are interested in it, you can ride this as a career path for a while and you do think a little bit more long term 
I think the unlimited vacation is going to be better in that regard. Yeah. Especially as I get more efficient in my work. I get more knowledgeable about the database so I can get more done. And I don't feel like I'm kind of running at full speed to just like keep pace. So like, I think in those environments, it's probably better. But yeah, if you're in like an environment where they're not great about encouraging taking time unlimited and you're not taking it, it's like, yeah, just having that fixed amount of days to take, especially because like if you ever leave, it's like you get paid out on your vacation, which is important too. Yeah, exactly. No, yeah, I think what you said is totally right you it depends on the environment i'm like we're pretty lucky because i i do feel like even like your manager encourages you to take time off my manager she's always like you know uh well like first of all we definitely talk to each other to make sure that you know we're not going to leave something that it's really important to be to get done you know Mm -hmm. um without getting it done but I feel like the encouragement is super important when it comes to taking that break, right? Because some people feel so pressured, especially if you're starting your career. You might be like, you know what? I'm not going to take any time off because I have to catch up to everything that everyone else is doing, right? And how comfortable they are in the position. But even if you don't have the space, let's say, to where you feel like your manager is telling you to take time off, you should definitely bring it up, right? Because I think it's such an important part of your life to take some time off. And I I just bring it up because my friend kind of said it in a psychological way of like, oh, people that have unlimited time take less time than people that have set the set amount of time, you know? it's too ambiguous like like you have to get used to that ambiguity because it makes it hard exactly because not your your managers are not like hey you have 15 days off you know Mm -hmm. you you haven't taken them this year you know it's more of like you should voice your you know your thoughts and basically say hey i need some time off you know yeah like on that note that's like i would say one of the probably the biggest points i've been working on getting better with especially Mm -hmm. the past couple months in like product management is there's like so much ambiguity and you have like so much like responsibility with things that you really don't like you don't have that like someone telling you what to do things it's very off the rails and it's something that I absolutely like love and like my whole like work personality is pretty much like I like being given the responsibility and freedom to do things and I don't like red tape gatekeepers stuff like that but it is (laughs) funny because even though my personality is let's say oriented towards that direction just getting used to this role even I'm still like oh my like sometimes I'm just like there's so much like ambiguity of things I'm like can like an adult just tell me like what to do for like just a couple days and I'll go back to like you know what I mean just I 100% finding structure and just basically like being that like the bottom line person over like what your actions are it can Mm -hmm. like it can get overwhelming at times and it is like funny because I do think that 
getting this role at the age that we're at, like our like mid to late 20s, it makes you grow up quicker, which I think is like, could be a very good thing or it's like with solution engineering, it's like we had like good responsibility, but everything was like still very much on rails compared to where at, like where we're at now. And like, yeah. even just like talking with Jeff about this, he was saying, he's like, yeah, like anyone going into being a product manager, like at a company, he's like, there's not really anyone who's not going to feel overwhelmed at first in the role and just like kind of lost in the chaos just because there's, so much to get used to and like have to find your rhythm around and like e even now like the i would say like the hardest challenge i'm currently working on is i went from this cloud world environment where mm -hmm. leading up to cloud world i was like i'm just going to completely zone in and lock on the tasks i have to do like building these presentations getting these workshops done, practicing everything. Cause like, I don't have a choice. And I was like, kind of in this like startup sprint mode because of it. But then it's like after cloud world, I need to, I've been realizing that it isn't as easy as I thought it would be to get out of that like sprint startup -y mm -hmm. type mindset and into mm -hmm. treating this more like a marathon, which I have to do. Because I'm like, oh, there's like all these things that I want to get done. Mm -hmm. And I go in my brain, like, I think I can get this done by this point. And I think my calculation, sometimes I'm wildly mm -hmm. off with like how long I think stuff's going to take me. <laughs> and Jeff knows that. And, and there's been some funny moments. But like, I do feel like when I make certain calculations along how, like, in terms of how long stuff will take me. A lot of times I'm pretty much, I'm pretty good like at being on track if random wild cards don't come my mm -hmm. way and interrupt me. The problem with this job is like part of the job is the fact that you never know what's going to come in your inbox, what you're going to have to pull away to like help from and all of these things. So it's like I've been noticing, I've been kind of working through these like frustrations of like there's these two or three big projects that mm -hmm. I really want to do and it's like it's super impactful when I get done and I'm like oh if everything goes according to plan I should be able to get this done in this general time frame but then like life in this role happens and you get pulled your thousand different directions right and you're like I'm behind on not external like expectations like it's not like my VP or manager are kind of breathing down my neck about this, but like yeah. my own internal expectations about this. So then I like take that and then I go more, like I'm more likely to like try to like start sprinting again and just like out of stubbornness be like, no, I want to force these things forward, which can just like lead to burnout and all the other things that like we've experienced before. So, like, it, it's interesting. Like, I'm kind of grappling with that whole, we have so much freedom and ambiguity, and it can feel like we're a bit, like, floaty with space, but just, like, mm -hmm. on this theme of just taking the time you need in terms of vacations, and you don't really know what's going to happen with this job and, like, navigating the chaos. It's interesting how, like, even after, like, coming up like we're like a year and a half into the role something like that 
that's still kind of like a major thing that we're getting used to and probably is like the main challenge of this job, I would say. Right. It's also like the, the fact that we're in technology, right? Because we might go on vacation and come back and there's been a release <laughs> and you're like, oh, I need to like reload, relearn my project, my product, you know, yeah. because they've changed this, this and that, or, you know, there's a new release and the interface changes and you're like, okay, let me go, you know, going back to that. There's just so much change all the time. It right? never feels like you're standing on solid ground. It feels like you're always on like shifting sand. And I think that's like also why I get like stubborn and a bit like bullish in terms of like, I just want to charge ahead on this thing. Cause I know that like the more time that I get away from something, the more things are going to change up. And it's like, it's my product. I'm still like, wait, we changed this. I'm like, oh shoot. I, I got used to that kind of thing. <laughs> Yeah, no. And also even like what you were saying of like, you know, sometimes you ask um, your manager for guidance or something, right? Like, I feel like I find myself all the time asking for, a, for, let's say, approval in some way of like, oh, I'm about to do this, you know, like, you don't want to mess up. So you're like, I'm about to do this. Is that okay? You know, I'm yeah. thinking we should change this. Is this okay? Like, it's always kind of like making sure that you're making the right moves, you know, because you're not very sure as of right now. And it's crazy because you just said it would be here for a year and a half or even a little more. No, actually, no. Yeah, a year and a half. Yeah, I started March. When when did you start? I was March of 22. Yeah, no, I, I started, I think I started a week before you. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. So, so like we're coming up on two years. Exactly. Like March. But it's still, there's still so much to learn. Mm -hmm. And I feel like the, the best part of being a, or at least I really like that is that like being a product manager, I don't know how that works for other companies, but like at Oracle, I've gotten the opportunity to work on so many different things. Like I'm not putting a box, you know what I mean? I'm not like, oh, I'm a product manager that is inbound or outbound and you can only do this type of tasks because you're this product manager. No, I'm, I'm doing like everything that I can think of that I can, you know, it can give me a good sense of what a product manager is and actually work on whatever I like, you know, so be able to be like, you know what, I actually like this. I'm really good at this. I'm going to focus on this, you know, and keep on trying other things that, I might like in the future, you know, or not like, but I feel like that's such a great thing. But at the same time, I still feel like I need approval. Like, I still feel like I need to go back to Melly and be like, Hey, does this make sense? Can I post this? Is this okay? You know? Yeah. I've been thinking about literally that exact same thing the past couple of weeks where like in my head, when I'm like messaging Jeff about something, I'm like, do I really need to ask him? I'm like, is this too much? Like running to a parent being like, am I allowed to do this? Like, literally. But, but it's also, it's like, I do think it's important to run things by Jeff mm -hmm. and Millie. And it's like, I guess the way I was like shift, like shifting the perspective in my head is like, when I'm not positive whether I should ask Jeff something like I asked myself the question why am I asking him this is it just because I'm afraid of making an action on my own or mm -hmm. am I working on something complicated and I want someone to check my homework before I turn it in mm -hmm. and I think that's kind of like helped made me feel better about it because like I'll still like go and be like hey like I'm thinking this this and this I'm gonna file like a bug on this just get a second pair of eyes on it because like 
that's important, especially in this job, because we stare at so much information. It's like you, you could just save yourself a lot of stress just by having someone else who understands, like, just verifying and reviewing. But yeah, and like, it is interesting, because it's like, we're still in this kind of, we're in this weird thing where I feel like we no longer I feel like I'm cur- like I'm currently at a place where I've proven myself as like a full product manager mm-hmm. and I'm capable of like doing my thing and standing on my own. But we are still kind of like in a training type of scenario versus yeah. say someone like Jeff who's been doing this for 10 years where it's like, yeah, I can stand my own ground, but still take advantage of the fact that we have someone with so much like knowledge and experience. And it's like this still feels like an apprenticeship kind of thing like right and like that's kind of like how I've like thought of like my like Jeff being my manager and just like where I fit in in this org's relationship is like mm-hmm. even when we're independent and operating on our own the reason why like you have Melly, Killian has Dom I have Jeff it's just because they have so much years of experience and wisdom where it's like they're trying to impart it on us and that's not that's not like all just like asking a parent for approval. That's like, no, like we need seeing how they think through these things, even if we're sure our answer is fine, is like yeah. good for digesting some of that wisdom and however many X years of experience they have. So it is kind of interesting to think of that like dichotomy. Like I want to tell myself all the time that I'm asking now so that so that in the future I don't have to be asking all these questions, right? Yeah. Like I'm going to build this intuition little by little, as I see that, you know, maybe whenever I get a yes, it's like, okay, this makes sense. I'm going to continue doing this, right? And whenever I get a no, there's something that I have to fix, right? So that in the future, I can just make my own decisions. But it definitely feels like I'm asking my mom for permission. No, yeah. (laughs) No, and like, I feel like that's also a good way of, like, and this is just for anyone with their job, a good way of getting around that fear of asking a stupid question is thinking about in terms of like, okay, I have this question I think might be stupid or make me like seem dumber than my ego mm-hmm. thinks Once. my level of knowledge is at. <laughs> but like, I would rather ask the question now yep. than sit on it and then in another year ask the question kind of thing. Because I'm like, well, the best time to like ask the question is yesterday. So I might as well just ask it now. So my fear of asking like a question I should know by now, it's like that can only get worse. Like if you have a question that you're worried about asking because you're like, oh, should I have already known this by now kind of thing in this role? Well, if you don't figure it out, then the more time that passes, the more that fear and that monster is just going to build because it gets fed on the fact of like how much time has already passed. Exactly. Yeah. It's also it also really depends on like the relationship you have with your uh, with your manager in general, you know. So we're lucky that we have a really good relationship with our managers, you know, for sure. I was just thinking of like, there's no way we could do this because it just puts people on blast. I'm like, it'd be but for a second, my brain was like, it'd be cool if we could like get someone who's in like a really toxic product manager job, bring them <laughs> on the podcast and just hear about like all the stuff that they're like, or <laughs> does wrong in terms of these things. But like, 
because I am I am curious. It's like because we only have our experience, and it's like we hear rumors about teams and stuff where we'll do some like toxic stuff, whether it's on purpose or like accidentally. Yeah, I, I like to believe that most people aren't malicious, and it's like yeah, it's ac- like it's accidental, but like the effects still happen. But it is it is interesting because like the more I learn about this job and the more I kind of like get deeper into it I'm like oh this is already extremely difficult Mm -hmm. with having the right resources that I do how like how do people manage if they don't have those resources that they need to back them up yeah like I've watched it honestly I haven't really heard bad experiences inside of Oracle that much but Mm -hmm. I've watched TikToks where people will say things like, if, if you're dealing with that coworker that talks on top of you every time you're in a meeting, and I'm like, oh, that's so mean, you know? Or like, if you have that coworker that says that you're doing everything wrong, I'm like, wow, you know, like, that's crazy that people have to be giving advice about that, you know? But it's what you're saying. So people are not malicious. It's just doing it without really even thinking yeah. I don't know. it's like I think most of it's just like un- unconscious patterns that you're not aware of that's why it's being re- I feel like especially being a remote I, I wonder if like remote or not remote has something to do about this but mm-hmm. I feel like I almost take it too far but mm-hmm. the reason why I'm always looking for just like feedback and kind of like how did I do on this? Or like, was I okay here? Like, blah, blah, blah. It's just because it's like, I, the last thing I want is just those like unconscious patterns to have like negative ripple effects, especially because we're at such like a focal point over our role where mm-hmm. we can like really mess things up if <laughs> either we try or like we just are ignorant to stuff. Like the same way how we can have like such a big multiplier effect just by where we're positioned in the company it's like it can go the opposite way and just thinking about those kind of things it's like I'd rather try to polish up these habits and stuff the earlier in my career as possible it's just like it's just kind of scary to think about Mm -hmm. I'm like oh it's like and I'm thinking about now like imagine when you're like a VP of a company and you're just having a bad day or your brain's just not working and it's like now like someone doesn't feel like acknowledged or someone's like work goes like whatever and they're taking it personally and like all the stuff like the the ripples the more that you become an adult and you find yourself with responsibility regardless of what your job is or what you do I think that's like a big thing you kind of start to get into in like early 30s and for people who kind of had opportunities like us, like late 20s, is realizing that like the more responsibility that we have, like the more that our actions just kind of ripple, especially because people are dependent on us. And that's both like a cool thing that gives our work meaning because the last thing I would want is to have some job where it doesn't matter what I do. It doesn't make an impact. No one cares. Because like, well, why am I even getting out of bed in the morning? But like the other side of it is like, it does fill us what we're doing with meaning, but it's also like scary because it's just like it feeds that sense of like I don't want to mess up because I don't want to let people down. It's like, but I'm also human and I know I'm gonna mess up. Exactly. I'm gonna have the days where it's like mentally I'm 
checked out and I can't help it or I'm tired or I'm just like cranky and in a pissy mood. It's like mm -hmm. contending with all of that and trying to like manage it the best you can. Do you feel like you need to have like two different personalities at work? Like you need to have like the professional Zach and the real Zach outside of work, you know, like, or do you mix both or? Yeah, that's actually something that's like funny because I've thought about this a lot. Mm -hmm. I think there's like kind of two parts to the answer. Like, I do think that there's like in general, and I, I honestly think doing things like this podcast and just getting older have helped me with this, mm -hmm. but there's like two, there's like two sides of my personality. There's like the super silly can be like provokey, like inappropriate mm -hmm. at times, Zach, like that just like to be mischievous and like get into nonsense but and this isn't even like necessarily work this is just even with like how I run my life like life planning right. finances etc and then there's like the serious like super locked in focus act where it's like I'm very much just like in calculation mode mm -hmm. I've gotten more comfortable the older I've gotten and the more I've like been in my job being myself like yeah I can't like I'm also not like crazy or anything I'm not like <laughs> I'm, I'm not like absurdly like going around being like chaotic but yeah. I do feel like there is a bit of just being more comfortable being yourself like personality wise yep in stuff um in your role and I, I feel like the more that you feel like you're able to be yourself and like you're accepted for who you are the more you don't really feel like repressed in terms of the needs of like hiding parts of your personality. Like I can, like I can be jokey in my job. And like, I like to like crack jokes and be like lighthearted at times, but I don't have to be like absurd. But I do think that there is a side in terms of like work personality versus outside work personality mm -hmm. that is kind of apparent. It's like, if you're, in those days where you're just really tired or cranky or like just you've been you're feeling burnt out because you're like been struggling on something or working too much I do think that there is like a tendency at times where you kind of have to just put the wall up so you don't let it leak out in inappropriate situations if yeah. you're just like, you know what, I'm like really not feeling it today and I'm just trying to survive mode. Like that's when you kind of put that yeah. mask. Yeah, that like mask, that wall. But I think that's like something that everyone has to deal with. And yeah. that's the, I like, that's something that like, I think that when I go through those time periods where I feel that way, it's like I have a tendency to kind of like go into myself and shut down but going back to what we were talking about like vacation and getting away it's like I feel like honestly those moments where I get more pent up I feel like I'm shutting down I'm like trying to just kind of keep like frustration or whatever and like I just like want to like scream but like I don't really know what mm -hmm. I want to even like I don't even want to scream at anyone or anything in particular just like right. some You're general like that death by a thousand paper cuts kind of thing Getting mm -hmm. away, like getting good night's sleep, it helps a getting lot. a good workout. I'll get out of it. I'll be like, oh, I was just 
burnt out and run down and I need to stop thinking about work for a couple of days. Like it's not, there's not some like existential, like I can't be who I am in my job kind of thing. It's just more, it, like I feel like it's almost like this more of like a repression or a, you're not taking, you're so focused on the tasks in front of you in your role that mm -hmm. you're ignoring the things that your body needs or your mind mm -hmm. needs outside of it. And like you feeling like you have to like lock up and go in that repression mode. It's just because you're ignoring yourself and those like internal screams are just getting louder and louder. Like, Hey, stop ignoring me. There's things you have to attend to. And like, I think that's especially like hard for like a types and people like us who like take our jobs seriously because you get so focused on the task and like part of what makes people successful is like, hey, there's going to be roadblocks and obstacles, but it's kind of like suck it up, deal with the pain and move forward. But it's like, and sometimes you do just need to kind of put those blinders on and move. But like, that's kind of like what I was getting at with the running versus sprinting. But yeah. You, like, yeah, sometimes you'll have to sprint, but you can't always sprint. Otherwise, like you're going to crack and there's going to be like negative consequences of it. Yeah. Yeah. I just feel like, for example, for me, when I started working at Oracle, I was very divided in this is Ramu outside of work and this is Ramu at work. And one of the barriers that I would put myself was definitely not asking the questions that I wanted to ask because I was scared that I was going to sound stupid, right? So yeah. that was like my professional Ramu because in reality, when I'm like outside of work, I would probably ask those questions because those were my questions and I didn't care what other people thought, right? But at work, it was more of like, I'm not going to, or I'm not, if they ask something very personal, I'm not going to answer, you know? <laughs> and especially with like, you know, how every year, um, I feel like a lot of companies send surveys to their employees, asking them how they're feeling, you know, how they feel about their team and stuff like that, right? Like, I was very much like not like I would answer honestly, of course, but I would never really share why I was answering that way, you know, uh -huh. and I feel like now I've learned to have a balance of, you know what, I'm going to voice my opinion. If people are asking, I'm going to be honest with people and I'm actually going to give them my opinion, not my, oh, no, everything is great, you know, just because I'm scared. I'm going to get fired or something, you know, because yeah. I feel like that's the biggest problem of like the person having the the second personality at work you know like oh I'm professional drama right now I'm not going to say anything dumb I'm not going to voice my opinion or say whatever I really think because I'm scared of being fired you know and everything's going to be terrible right being so extreme with your thoughts yeah, so like, yeah I definitely like yeah like kind of like you said it's like I feel like it's like blended for me over time where it definitely like started with there was Hannah Montana Zach and Miley Cyrus Zach. You know I have a sister if that's like the reference my name goes to. But really? uh, the fact that that was funny that I that's the analogy I used. But no, but like yeah, but over time I have gotten more comfortable yeah. where not feeling like I need to just be so I don't know if polished is the right word, but like filtered. 
because like also it's like you do need to communicate it's like if stuff's bothering you it's like and you're just kind of keeping it back because you're worried about saying the wrong thing yeah that's just gonna make your life worse and like the times where kind of going back to like keeping things in like repression type thing like the times where I've started to get frustrated Mm -hmm. and I've like held back it's like almost because like I'm worried about like saying the wrong thing and just like all those questions of like how is this going to affect my career like I need this person's approval because if I'm gonna move up like they have to check the box and stuff like can't you can't go like pissing them off kind of thing you have to like me (laughs) yeah like and that is true it's like you can't go like out there and be like hey buster this is what I like really feel about you but it's like a lot of times you're like do I actually feel that way about this person or am I just frustrated and feel like I need to communicate something and like this is something that can be solved type thing because it's funny because do you have like any idea where it came from with you like in terms of that feeling of needing to have like your like the two personalities like especially when we say like started at Oracle or something because like I think for me I can actually kind of like pinpoint it pretty much like pretty easily I think Mm -hmm. you like just came from this like attitude of I don't know it's like education was always like super honed on growing up and like as a kid it's like kids are wild and you need to like learn how to be like disciplined and behave and be organized so there is a bit of like that you do have to learn to fit into a mold Uh and like just going through the whole process of getting good grades, like not getting the tension in school and especially for the college process with it being so competitive, especially mm-hmm. these days, it's like you have your, like your college interviews and you need to put up a front. It's like, you need, you're trying to paint this picture of, you're not just like some like dumb teenage boy who likes making like inappropriate jokes with his friends and like messing around like no you're like I am so and so these are my extracurriculars look at my impressive report card and here's how I want to change the world so I can get into your prestigious university and then like even with jobs like the whole job interview period it's like you're still it's like you're a college kid it's like you're getting drunk of your friends and you're like whatever like going through that even if you don't have Greek life, it's like that kind of stage of life where you're like independent now, you're going to be rebellious, you're going to be a little wild. And there is that kind of interesting juxtaposition between that side of yourself and like the side Mm -hmm. that's trying to prepare yourself for like the quote unquote real world. Mm -hmm. And like, I think it's like, that's like, at least with me, that's where it kind of like came from where it's like, there was always this sense of, you need to there's some authority figure out there that you have to impress and if you're not like extremely political there's a thousand people out there who are willing to be a little bit more political and know how to say the right thing but like yeah yeah, but it's like now that I'm kind of like in a position where I'm proving myself a bit it's like I'm not you're not in that kind of environment it's also it's like you've grown up a bit you're a little bit mature and you're realizing that like everyone it's just a human being and it's like they're the same as you it's like there's days where it's like I don't want to be at work today or it's like I'd rather be doing this etc I I think there's more room for honesty once you and not in like in a taking things out of control kind of way but like in a 
you can bond more and have better communication by being your real authentic self rather than trying to like treat your career like a politician. And I think that's like something I have to like, I've had to personally get more comfortable with. I think it depends, right? Like there's places for everything, but that doesn't mean that you shouldn't have your own personality and point of view when you're at work, you know? And I'm not saying, okay, yeah, you know, like maybe you shouldn't talk about politics at work, you know? But when it comes to like, voicing your opinion when it comes to things that are affecting you you should definitely do that and I think that was something that wasn't really emphasized when you're in school right because in school they'll be like when you're working you shouldn't be doing this you shouldn't be doing that you know like you have to be mindful of your boss or whoever's higher up than you you know or you shouldn't be asking stupid questions you know I I think they don't really say that to you but they're more of like you have to look professional, but then nobody knows what professional is neither, you know, like professional is, yeah, definitely don't get drunk at work, you know, yeah. but, but what else is professional, right? Um, So sometimes because we don't really know where the line is, we might not raise our opinion because we might think that everything is putting us at risk of losing our job, not getting that promotion, you know, or maybe they might think this about me so they won't like me and they're my teammates, right? So I feel like that's something that I've definitely learned of raising my opinion, you know, in the right proper way, right? Like I'm not attacking anyone. I'm just talking for myself, you know? And a lot of the times, a lot of people in your team feel the same way as you, right? It's just that nobody has said it or whatever. So I think it's worth, it's worth raising your opinion, even if it's a little bit comfortable. Having those uncomfortable you know conversations even with your manager or with your teammate if something's not working yeah I feel like also from like a getting into the mindset of Gen Z it's worth one of like Gen Z's I would say biggest challenges and why this is something like so top of mind of us is like we grew up in this like weird historical moment where Mm -hmm. We came up during the internet era, so it's like, all of a sudden, you're connected with all these people all around the world, all these different cultures, backgrounds, values, etc. Versus Mm -hmm. historically, when you grow up, it's like, you're pretty much geographically confined to a certain thing. So it's like, you know exactly what is and isn't okay, because you all have the same cultures, value, religion, background. A lot of times, like, even, like, ethnicity, too. And, mm-hmm. like, with this whole, like, internet era thing, it's, like, we're having this, like, weird melting blending pot where mm-hmm. no one knows anymore, like, what's up, what's down, what's right, what's wrong, like, what's okay, <laughs> what's not. And you throw into, like, the fact where, especially, like, a tech company, it's, like, you're working around the, like, with people around the world with so many different backgrounds that it's, like, there's no everything is so ambiguous that Mm -hmm. like I think that like is why we're extra timid and like worried about like how we appear what we say like oh not even necessarily like the problem isn't what I meant by this thing it's how can this thing be interpreted by anyone because it's like if you were to throw out like a situation on the internet and be like everyone give your thoughts like is this right wrong okay not okay it's like 
You'll everyone get like has perspective. everyone has their own perspective, and you have next thing you know, you have like a Reddit forum where everyone's yelling at each other about how the other side's <laughs> evil or whatever. And like, especially just in this like weird era of like trying to silence like and cancel people who like disagree of you and mm-hmm. you just you have you put something out on the internet and now it's like basically there for forever and like you can say something like 10 years ago or whatever like you're constantly being judged by everyone and like yeah like work environment's a little bit different because like you're not putting everything out there but like we right. kind of grew up seeing what happens to people who say the wrong thing at the wrong time even if it was like innocent and regardless of their intentions and if it kind of came from like a good place and Mm -hmm. it's just weird it just makes you it makes you more fearful it makes you more timid and rather than just like trust people's like trust people to like know where you come from it's like you're like I'd rather just not take the risk of saying anything rather than like there's just rather than like having to worry about like the downside of like how can this be exactly. taken. so exactly. it's interesting it's like I do th- I wonder how it's gonna go like I wonder what's gonna happen as our generation gets older with it because it's like right I don't know it's like I feel like for us it's kind of like I was saying it's like I've gotten more comfortable being myself and like realizing like yes. oh like not everyone's just gonna hate me for being a human being kind of thing yeah. but especially when you start your career and coming out of that school phase where there's so much expectations and there's this like this thought process of like well if I mess up on my college interview I'm not gonna get in a good school and if I don't get into the good school I won't get the good job and if I don't get the good job I'm gonna like end up just like in a financial hole or something and be screwed for the rest of my life it's like these it's like a combination of like imagined fears and real consequences yeah like an interesting paradigm and I feel like from the personality of like being professional and unprofessional something that I definitely take when I'm at work is I don't know, just like a very basic example, right? Someone gives you feedback about your work and you might take it personal or you might not take it personal, you know? When someone's telling me that I did something wrong, I definitely try my best to not take it personal, to be honest. Like, I'm just like, this is just a reflection of my work, you know? And of course, my work is me at this point, you know? But at the same time, I'm just going to be like, you know, like they're not attacking me personally, So when I'm about to ask uncomfortable questions, I always tell myself, like, this is just a work situation, right? So, like, that's kind of like a push for me to ask that uncomfortable question, you know? What's the worst that can happen? They say no. That doesn't mean they're going to hate me, you know? So I feel like you just have to have a, like, I'm not saying it's good to have a professional personality all the time, right? But there are, like, some things where you can be like, I'm going to be professional on this, in this aspect, you know, especially when it comes to conflict and giving people feedback, right? Like, you're not really giving the person feedback, or you're not really trying to hurt the person, you're just trying to make their work better, you know? And that's how I try to tell myself I'm going to approach having a, you know, uncomfortable conversation that I've never really had an uncomfortable conversation, but maybe it's just like, wow, I need to ask Melly to see if I can get this day off. You know? Yeah. And I like literally like every time I've had a fear about like bringing something up and just being like, yeah. it's like, it's 
all of my fears have like ended up just being in my head like kind of thing like as a caveat though I do think it is good especially when you start out right out of college in the workforce Mm -hmm. because you are going to be like unpolished and you're still basically a kid it's like err on the side of caution it's like you should I do still like it's kind of funny because it's like yeah we started a bit more with that professionals that can remove and like not professional and they kind of blend over time but it's like Mm-hmm. better it is better to be safe with that because like you don't yeah you're a kid you're like you're going to be more mature when you're 22 fresh out of school or you're like 20 interviewing for your internship then you're going to mm-hmm. be at like 26 27 28 it's like kind of learn the atmosphere you're in first and just test the word yeah. right like look around yeah, like, that's a perfect are. way like test the waters but also it's like people want to meet the real version of you they don't want this because yeah. that people don't connect with that it's like if you just like have that mm-hmm. like whatever that like work persona that's just cold and uninviting it's like yeah there's gonna be times like especially you're meeting someone for like the first time it's like you play it safe but the way you get stuff done you actually communicate more effectively and you build these relationships that allow you to accomplish these like cool things and whatever your career path can be it's like that's by building genuine human connection. And if you're always worried about like people screwing you over for saying the wrong thing, it's like, oh you're going to, you're going to go through life, like not having a fulfilling life. Cause it's like, you're going to be so miserable. <laughs> yeah. It's like, you're not going to like, exactly. Like, it's just going to make you miserable. So it is interesting. Cause like, it's such a, we're in such a weird era where like these things are such more intense questions. Like there's always, they've always been around like one form or another. Because right. different environments have their different cultures and what's okay and what's not okay. But we're just like in such an an intense era in terms of the potential magnitude of things. It's it's odd to see. Yeah, for sure. So moral of the story, we do a blend of both, right? I feel like you and me yeah. do a blend of both. Yeah, Which if you get called in the HR, called. don't blame me, <laughs> but also don't be a square. Right. <laughs> yeah. Ugh. So, do you think this is a good time to come to an end? Yeah, I think that's perfect. That was technically managing 17. See you all in a month. Bye, everyone. <laughs>